Welcome to evening worship here at Broadway Baptist Church. So glad you and your family are able to join us. Go ahead and pull out your Bibles and turn to the book of Matthew. We're going to be looking at three different sections here in Matthew. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 6, and Matthew chapter 9. We are talking about fasting to know God. Do you know God? Have you deepened your relationship with Him? What does it mean to fast? Fasting is a hunger for God, and God invites you to, to come step into Him, to draw closer to Him, and one of the ways we can do that is through fasting. So I want us to read three different scriptures here. So we're going to be start out in Matthew chapter 4. So go ahead and open up your Bibles. And I do want to uh, welcome our online crowd. I um, uh, want you to uh, uh, certainly make a comment and certainly share this post. Uh, we'll post a link here about our connection cards so you can, make, you can respond and make a decision. If you, Christ is speaking to you and you want to follow him, not only that, you can also uh, give through one of our links here on our, on our connection or on our, on our broadcast. Great ways for you to plug in and certainly to connect So with, with that. With that being said, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. I want to read this scripture here. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So this is Jesus' temptation. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. That's a long fast he just experienced. 40 days and nights. So it wasn't he was eating at night. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. So what happens, the tempter we know is the devil. He comes along, Jesus. Jesus had just fasted. 40 days. And he says, you see these stones? Jesus, I know the authority you have. This could be your bread. This could be what you're longing for to break your fast. And you can speak to these stones and make them bread. And Jesus answers the devil. And he quotes Deuteronomy 8.3 in his answer. Every single time Jesus is tempted, he responds by answering with Scripture. And he answered, it is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Man must not live on bread alone. Are you living on bread alone? Bread alone means your hunger is being fulfilled by food. Whereas Jesus is saying there's another type of fulfillment that he offers. And that is by fasting. That is by a hunger for the Lord. That is by experiencing the nourishment of God. Jesus is speaking to you and I. And he's saying... Do not go through life. Do not go through your journey living on bread alone. Do you know fasting is a hunger for God? God desires us to have a hunger for Him. Do you know there's two problems with fasting? We're going to get into this here in a minute. I put them up here on the board. Two problems with fasting. Here they are. Number one. 
Fasting seeks the wrong rewards, the empty praise of people. It's very easy, it's very possible that you are fasting and you're just seeking the wrong rewards. You believe your reward is actually from uh, the praise of men and women, from the voice, from the ad- admission of others, where they praise you, thinking, look how righteous he is. Look how godly she is. She even doesn't eat so she can focus her time and her devotion to the Lord. But there's something else. Not only is it the rewards from the people. Problem with, other problem with fasting is it seeks seeking the love of God. Meaning you're going out, you're seeking this love of God. And you're showing to others by seeking to show that you love God. You're actually showing to others that you hunger for God. See, this is very similar to, to, the, to the, the same. The first one. One is a reward. Who gives us a reward? Our reward doesn't come from humans. Our rewards come from God. Who do we seek approval from? Our hunger isn't from men and women. Our hunger is from the Lord. The problem with fasting is if people know you're fasting, if people know you're devoting this time to the Lord, you've just lost your reward. Because God is the rewarder. God is the one who gives it to us. He is the one who gives us our benefits. Flip over to uh, Matthew chapter 6. Jesus spoke about this exact principle. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. Look what God's Word says here. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites. What is a hypocrite? A hypocrite in the Bible is somebody that wears a mask. Hypocrite in the Bible is someone that presents one image, but in fact is something different. He says, you don't need to go around looking this gloomy mindset, for they disfigure their faces so their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, here we go. He says, you put on oil on your face. And I even brought some oil right here. You take this oil and you cover it on your face so it doesn't look like you're fasting. So it looks like you're, you're clean. So it looks like you're not doing this when in fact you really are. You put oil on your head and wash your face. So you take the washcloth and you wash your face so it gives the appearance of a very clean-cut look that no one knows that you're fasting. And here's why. So that your fasting isn't obvious to others. But your Father is in heaven, who is in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. God is the rewarder for those of us who fast. When you fast, God, who lives in secret, who he knows what you're doing in your private life, he rewards you. One of the great things about this passage is actually found in verse 16. If we look back up here in verse 16 on the board, this is very important because it's easy for us to miss this. 
It starts out this, this Sermon on the Mount. He says in verse 16, Whenever you fast, whenever you fast, meaning you're going to fast, meaning there's going to be a time that you will do this. It's not an if or should. Jesus is just assuming his followers, his disciples, fast to the Lord. Now, that being said, do you fast to the Lord? Is there a time that you devote? You maybe skip a lunch. You skip your dessert. You skip all day of food with the purpose of seeking after God. Have you fasted for your, your church? Have you fasted for America? Have you fasted for revival and for someone to get saved? You start targeting your fast and your time towards certain things. Say, Lord, I don't have the solution. I don't know what to do in this situation, but I'm going to fast right now. I'm giving this to you. Fasting should not be seen by men. God is the only one who should know. He's looking at our motive. He's saying, why are you doing this, Daniel? What's the real reason behind this? Christ calls us to have a deep hunger for God. So what are Jesus' instructions for fasting? So here you are, you're saying, okay, I want to fast. Here they are. I've got them up here on the screen. Two different types of instructions. Number one, we should put oil on our head. He's telling us you should have a clean-cut look, meaning you should have a private, secret life that includes fasting. Not a private, secret life that includes sin. It's one of lifting up the Lord. Number two, you should wash your face, meaning you should give an appearance that, that you are not doing this, that you're different from other people. Christ calls us to basically make sure we do not receive the praise of men, but we receive the praise from God. All right, I've got another scripture here, one of our main verses here. Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 through 17. This is about new wineskins. This is about comparing Jesus' disciples to John's disciples. It says here, then John's disciples came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Now what's interesting about this verse, who's asking the question? It's John's disciples. It's John the Baptist. John the Baptist had some followers, and he's noticing that his are very devout, his followers, his disciples. But then... He's realizing Jesus' disciples, they don't go around fasting. All right, verse 15. Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guest be sad while the groom is with them? The time will come when the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the skins burst, the wine spills out, and the skins are ruined. No, they put new wine 
into fresh wineskins, and both are preserved. So what Jesus said here is he is the bridegroom. He's the groom for the wedding. When you're at a wedding, would you allow the groom to fast? Would you fast at a wedding? No, you're there to celebrate. And there Jesus is saying, I'm here amidst you. I'm in your presence. I'm here with you now. So when I leave, at that point, you can fast. And that's the period we're in now. Christ is in heaven. We fast, this new fast, because the bridegroom, he has come, and now he's risen, and he's in heaven, and we fast to know the Lord. This is why we fast. No one takes a patch of from an old garment with untrucked cloth, because they know once you wash it, it's going to shrink up and put it. You, no one takes this old garment with unshrunk cloth because the patch pulls away from the garment. And no one puts the new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, those skins burst and wine spills out and the skins are ruined. No, they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. So what you do is you put something that expands, such as an unshrunk cloth, onto a fellow unshrunk cloth, and it can expand together. You take wine that is going to expand, and you put it in a new wineskins that can expand, so that it expands together. So Jesus is saying here, I am the new wineskins. I have come with the purpose, so that you will now be able to fast and know me in a more deeper and more full, a more whole manner. I want to encourage you to take new wine and put it into a new wineskin. God wants to do something new in your life. He wants to do something new in this church. He wants to set a vision on reaching our community, our city with the gospel. Do you go to the Lord and say, God, I want to see you move. I hunger, I long for you. Christian fasting is this new fasting. And the new fasting is realizing there is something greater, there is something meatier, there is something weightier that Christ offers to you and I. I'm calling out. Christ is speaking to you, saying, you need to have a hunger for me. You know, one of the things that happened in Matthew chapter 9, it said here in verse 16, no one patches an old garment with unshrunk cloth. No one patches an, un, an, an old garment with an unshrunk cloth. And I sometimes think about that. In your spiritual life, let's take that statement Jesus made here in our Bibles. Are you trying, maybe COVID, maybe the many changes in 2020, Maybe you're in a new season in your life. 
and all of a sudden there's a hole. There's something different. There's a tear. Someone's missing. Something is different. And what you're doing, all of a sudden, you have a tear. No one takes something that is going to expand and rips it even more. Are you trying to put the wrong patch over a tear in your life? There's a hole in your life, and you're trying to fill it with the wrong solution. And Jesus is here saying, do you want to experience breakthrough? If you have experienced a hole, if you have experienced a tear, if you're looking to know God deeper and more fuller in your life, he's saying, you need to turn to fasting. You need to deepen your devotion to me. And I'm encouraging you this evening. It's a brand new month. We're two days away from an election. Some of you are experiencing a hole. Some of you are going through some tough times right now. And God is saying you need some new wineskin for the new wine you have. Quit trying to pour new wine into old wineskin. And we're stuck so many times doing that. And Christ is inviting you and I to take the new Jesus. Because John's disciples, they don't have to fast. John's a part of the old covenant. Jesus is introducing something new. And he's saying the bridegroom is amidst us. Let's celebrate and be glad because he's amidst us now. Listen, Jesus Christ is calling you home. You need to pour new wine in new wineskins. You need to receive Jesus as your Savior. I want to give you an opportunity tonight to respond to him. One of the ways you can do this is you can pray and ask Jesus into your heart. And I want you to consider including fasting as part of your disciplines. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. I'm going to ask you to have a hunger for God. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear God, I want to have a hunger for you. I want to quit pouring new wine into old wineskins. It's not working. The, tr- the, the cloth is tearing. The wineskins are bursting. Lord, you want new wine into new wineskins. Lord, do something new in our life. Do something new in the life of our church. Do something new in the life of America. Lord, if we want to know you deeper, maybe that new thing is fasting. God, if there's anybody here that needs to get saved, I pray that they will say, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me my sins. Save me forever. I'm yours, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. You, can, you have prayed and received Jesus. Jesus loves you. He saves you. He's inviting you on a new journey of pouring new wine into new wineskins. And one of the secrets to doing that, maybe this election day, two days away, you and the Lexington community, you and the fellow Christians, are going to fast for our nation. Not only that, fast to know God 
in a deeper, a more fuller way. God bless you. I will see you um, Wednesday night. We have Bible study. We're resuming the, uh, the book of Mark. So I hope to see you Wednesday night here in the sanctuary at 6.30 p.m. Hope to hear from you. Reach out to me if you made a decision. If you um, prayed and received Christ, fill out our connection card. And we'll be getting in touch. God bless you.